Welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom, an honest and fun body positive podcast by me, Anne-Marie Miles. Are you struggling with your weight? Do you wish that you didn't think about food so often? Are there days when you'd wrestle a toasted sandwich off an alligator? Well then, this might just be the podcast for you. I share my story, a lifelong battle with weight, food and mental health struggles. I share it alongside some of my writing on the subject and some of the wisdom I've gleaned from my life as a Christian. So join me for this week's episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Hello there and welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. It's Anne-Marie Miles. Great to be with you again this week. Thank you so much for checking in with me. I've got a few messages in the last week. Some people particularly blessed and encouraged by my interview with Fran Hill and uh, they are episode 49 and 50. If you haven't listened to those episodes and you want to check them out, Fran's written a brilliant book and she's such fun to talk to. So this week, what are we going to talk about? Well, I'm in the zone. I am totes in the zone this week. I'm back sorting myself out. So I thought I would share a little bit about how I got myself back because um, I didn't really want to get back in the zone. I don't really want to stop eating the stuff I was eating over the holidays and stop eating the stuff that I was eating over the last year or two, really. I've really, I, I think it was, I think I mentioned it last week or the week before that I really felt this year, I felt bigger. You know, it felt big for the first time um, in a while, actually really could sense how big I had gotten, you know, compared to like all the weight I'd lost. And even though I'm still four stone or so lighter um, than my heaviest, I, I I can sense, you know, I've almost put two stone back on over the last year and a half. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That has got to stop. That absolutely has got to stop. So I decided that um, I was going to enjoy my holidays. We don't really have any events between now and the end of the year. So really get focused on it again. So somebody asked me during the week, how do you get back in the zone? I'm not in the zone. How do you how do you get there? And I don't know the answer to that question. I'll be honest with you. But what I thought I'd do is share with you what I do. And what I have done over the last um, few days to get myself back. Because I think that sometimes you have to behave like you're in the zone, even if you're not there. Sometimes you have to you have to do the things you would do if you were in the zone. What what would I do if I was totally in the zone? What would I do? That was the question I was asking myself kind of as my holidays were coming to an end. If I was in the zone, if I was doing the thing what literally what would I be doing step by step by step and I thought well I would be making a dinners list so that's what I did I made a list of dinners for the week um, and then from that then I would make my shopping list and the other thing is that I would make sure that I had baked my low sugar um, treats and my good quality brown bread because one of the things that have I've really slipped into is coffee and biscuits after church because church was closed for so long. I'd gotten out of the habit of making sure I had my own biscuits and bringing them to the meetings. So when church opened again after lockdown, I'd got out of that habit of, of just having that you know treat that I can have. So I was eating the biscuits in the biscuit tin. And more and more and more, I found myself, you know, oh, I'll just have the one. I'll just have the one. Oh, I'll just have one more. And then it was just getting ridiculous. So I'm back 
to uh, regularly baking. So that so that that was the other thing. What else would I be? You know, what else would I do if I was in the zone? What else would I do? I would bake. So. So that's what I just I decided to do. I decided to behave as if I was in the zone, even though mentally I wasn't. And I think sometimes you have to do that. You just have to behave like you're in the zone. So I made my dinners list. I made my shopping list from that. I also made sure that I had all the ingredients for my bread, the good brown bread that I make and for some nice biscuits made with ground almonds and some dark chocolate which are really, really nice and they're lovely. So I, um, that's what I did. I got all that stuff. And then the other night I was sitting on the sofa and I was absolutely exhausted, like I was knackered. But I thought, no, if I don't get up and make those biscuits and make that bread, then I'm going to go to church, go to the meeting tomorrow. And I know I'm going to have coffee. And I can't have coffee without biscuit. I don't want coffee without biscuit. And uh, sometimes I'm in desperate need of a coffee <laughs> after some of those meetings because um, uh, it can be quite busy in the in the run up to it. So my answer to the question, how do you get back into the zone is, like I said, I don't know. But what I've done is I have behaved as if I'm in the zone. I actually thought, what if I was in the zone? What would I do? What would I be doing? And then I did those things. The other thing was up early this morning and out for a walk with the hubby. Uh, we went out beforehand. Uh, I mentioned last week that I'm doing this radio show now, um, Monday to Friday from 11 to 1. I was thinking, oh gosh, and then I have to do my sunflower tech work and then I've got to make dinner or whatever. So we decided we were going to go for a walk early in the day. So that's what we did. We got up early this morning and we went for a walk and we're going to do that two or three times a week together and just get... You know, so I'm like I say, I'm doing the things that I would do if I was in the zone. And I'm hoping that what will happen is that I will that I will get back into that place where I'm, you know, focused and committed. But sometimes you kind of have to act focused and committed, be focused and committed. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Rather than trying to wait for this inspirational flash of lightning, because what if it doesn't come till next week or January or 2025? That's not good to me. By then, I'll definitely be back up to 24 stone, you know. So I thought, no, I have to behave. I have to do the things that I would do if I was in the zone. And that's what I've been doing. That's what I spent the last few days doing. And it's really, really helped. So for you to be back in the zone, right? you, you know, you, you may have a different regime to me. You may have a different issue to me. For you to be back doing the things that you know you should be doing, whether it's to do with food or weight or health or whatever it's to do with, what are the things? What are the things that you would do if you were properly living that life? What are the things you would do if you were properly in the zone of that behavior, whatever it is, you know, write them down, actually write a list and then go and do one of them, even just one of them. That was the first thing I did was I just made a, a list of things that I wanted to eat, that I knew I could eat, you know, good dinners. And then from there came the shopping list. And from there, uh, you know, while I was doing the shopping list, then oh, I need to make sure I have the stuff, you know, and, and that kind of one thing leads on to another. And, and all of a sudden you're doing the thing you're supposed to be doing. And that's really helped me to just start with that one, with that first step. Take that first step of action and start moving down the road towards 
doing the thing that we're supposed to be doing. So that's the kind of practical things that I did. But what I mean, I suppose there are other mindset things that you can do to get yourself into the right frame of mind. I think one of the really important things for me is always be to have realistic expectations. If you need to lose 10 pound in two weeks because you're going to a wedding, you probably do it. If you didn't eat anything other than lettuce, you, you might lose 10 pounds in two weeks. I'm sure it's doable, but you'd be miserable for the two weeks. And the chances are you'd put it straight back on afterwards. So I think having realistic expectations that this thing takes time. And I think tied into that is think of the long game. Make sure that you're playing the long game. Commit yourself to taking time to do it. Like a pound a week doesn't feel like much, but it's almost a couple of stone in six months. And I'm thinking, gosh, halfway through September, October, November, December. Was that like 15, 16 weeks? A stone by the end of the year, I would be delighted with that. I'd be really happy if I could get rid of a stone by the end of the year. This probably isn't the podcast for you if you're somebody who only needs to lose £10 and you want to do it in 10 days. But playing the long game and having realistic expectations is really, really important. I think it was Henry Ford who said, whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. And under, I, it took me ages to understand that. And when I eventually understood it, I didn't believe it. But, but now I believe it. I do believe that your frame of mind is really, really important. I do believe that your, you know, the belief that you can do it. I think that's, that's one of the things that's changed for me, even though I've put on weight over the last year and a half. I, re I still have a positive frame of mind. I still have a positive frame of mind about myself, about m my prospects as far as losing weight goes. And I believe that I can do it. I haven't been doing it. That's fine. That's it. Draw a line. That's the past. Like, we can't go back. There's not one piece of chocolate or a uh, chip that we can go back and uneat. Nothing we can do. All we can do is go forward and do better. And I think it's really, really important to believe that you can do it. I think the mindset is, 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 is vital. We absolutely need a positive mindset. And the other thing about the positive mindset is that we need to be positive, I think, about the process we're going through. So going, God, oh, back on the diet again. I can't have this and I can't have that and I won't be able to have that. And I, You can think those things if you want. And some of those things are true. There are things you'll have to kind of abstain from or certainly reduce. But we could also turn it around and say, I get to look after this body. I get to treat myself better. I get to put good, wholesome food into my body rather than rubbish. And I get to take care of myself and I get to feel better when I go for a walk and feel better when I when I put on that dress or that top or whatever. We can choose to look at it whatever way we choose to look at it. We can choose to be miserable and I have been on, you know, many occasions been absolutely miserable or we can choose to look at it with positivity and say this will change me. This will change how I feel. It'll change how I feel in my head as well as in my body. And this um, will be good for me. And I think that's part of the mindset thing is getting ourselves into a place where we believe that this is worth doing and we ourselves are worth caring for and worth looking after. I don't know how you feel about uh, getting support. Maybe a group would be good for you. It, it's not really something that I uh, benefited from long term. I don't want to criticise groups because I know there are many people who go to groups to help them lose weight and they do fantastic. It's just not something for me. 
um, I would drop a message to my sisters every so often or I would check in with other people. I would ask people in church for prayer if I was really struggling. But I think you have to choose the support that's right for you. If you need an accountability partner, then go and get one. Go and find one. If you need if you need the accountability of a group to visit every week, then absolutely. But whatever support it is that you need, you can find it, whether it's just one individual who you can check in with and say, oh, I'm having a rough day or I'm having a great day. Or whether it's a group where you go and stand on the scales every week, you know, whatever it is that you feel that you need, go and get that support. But I would say only get the support that works for you. Slimming groups never worked for me. I never enjoyed one moment of attending a slimming group. Now, that is just me. Even on the weeks where I stood on the scales and did really well, I never enjoyed it because there would be this hoopla about the fact that I'd lost two pound or three pound or whatever. And then when we had the talk, I'd get the round of applause and I'd, ha- you know, I'd be asked to share, how did you do it? This And oh my goodness, that I sometimes I was glad when I when I'd stayed the same. Obviously, I wasn't glad when I put on weight, but I'd be relieved if I stayed the same because it meant I wouldn't be called upon to say anything. And it just some people it works for them and that's brilliant, but it just didn't work for me. And so I would say do get the support that works for you, that makes things easier for you, that makes things better for you. And don't do anything that's going to slow you down or make you feel embarrassed or self-conscious or whatever, because it just doesn't it doesn't help. It just doesn't help us at all. I think it's really important to keep track. I find that the best accountability partner is myself. Do you know what I mean? I really, I really am the best accountability partner. And that is like keeping track is putting down what it is that I've eaten. So I count carbs. That's the way I do it. You might count points or sins or calories or whatever it is. But just write it down. Keeping track of what you're doing. I just think it's so important because you can see in black and white what you've done, how your day has been. And you can also go back and look at days and weeks where you think, why didn't that work? Or why? And suddenly you realise that maybe something that you did the previous week had a bad effect on on a certain week. Sometimes it takes a while for the body to kind of catch up. So it's really good to be able to look back at some of the eating habits and see how they affected a particular week. Um, or even a week after they'd happened. Just quite often your body will delay its reaction. You think, oh, brilliant, I got away with that. You know, I really, I ate so much this week and I got away with it. I stayed the same. And you think that's brilliant. And you kind of relax the following week and suddenly you're up two pounds because it's taken a while for your body to kind of adjust itself to what you've done. So it's really, really important, I think, to keep track of what you've eaten and what you're doing just so that you're, you know what's working for you and what isn't. And I would say, be nice to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself over the head. You know, if you come home from a stressful day or the kids have driven you mad or you're stuck in traffic and suddenly you find a packet of the kids sweets in the bottom of your handbag and or you dive in. If you listen, if you do it, you do it. I think the most detrimental thing for me when I made a mistake was dwelling on it, kicking myself in the shins for it, making myself feel so bad that all I did was eat more. 
Whereas now, if I make a mistake, if I have a bad day, which I do, or if I make, you know, if I do stupid things and buy stupid things, thinking I won't eat them, and then of course I'll eat them, just draw a line and move on. You haven't killed anybody. It's not a mortal sin. It's not a crime. Um, you know, you've eaten a packet of biscuits. Yeah, you shouldn't have done it, but move on. Draw a line and move on. Apologize to your body and just move on. Do you know what I mean? The only person you need to apologise is yourself. Don't be hard on yourself because all all it ever did for me was send me back to the fridge or send me back to the biscuit tin. That's all it ever did for me. Just forget it. Put it behind you. You can't go back. You can't change it. You can't uneat that packet of biscuits. Decide, right, tomorrow I'm going to drink loads of water and go for a big long walk. You know, I'm going to try and offset some of those extra calories. Because drinking loads of water is great for flushing out the system and go for a big long walk to walk off some of those carbs. But don't hit yourself over the head. Don't punish yourself. It's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. I genuinely believe that it does the opposite of helping and encouraging us to get back into the place we should be. And even though it's only Wednesday and I've only been a few days back doing what I should do already I just feel so much more positive I feel so relieved to have kind of addressed it and 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 put the kind of rubbish food to one side and be eating good stuff and enjoying my food and I'm looking forward to getting on the scales I haven't got on the scales for quite a while I used to get on the scales every week and I kind of let that slip over the summer so but I am looking forward to getting on the scales because I find the scales is good accountability because It'll show me, you know, it'll show me where I am and where I need to get to. And wherever you are, maybe you only have three or four pounds to lose and it's just a really stubborn three or four pound. Or maybe you have three or four stone to lose or like me, a lot more than that. Just start. Just start again. Start again. Do those things. Like I said at the beginning, do the things you would do if you were in the zone. If you're not in the zone, if you're not in the right frame of mind, Think of the things that you would do if you were in the right frame of mind. What are the actual practical steps I would take? And just do one of them or, or two of them. Write a list, make a decision, buy the, buy the ingredients you need for, for, to, to make uh, the, the food that you want. Find a space in the week to go for a walk. Just, just a couple of things that can help, can shunt us out of the summer kind of ease and and back into being focused now as the weather changes and we get into those longer evenings and yeah let's get sorted before the darker evenings come in get sorted get organized and get going so before we finish we have one more thing to do what is that about? Welcome back, Frankie. It's so good to have you back, my lovely. Yes, indeed, it is. What is that about? Well, I'll tell you what's irked me this week. Oh, yes, I have been irked. I've had a really strange thing happen this week. One of our speakers has taken on a life of its own. I don't know what is going on. So we went on holidays and we brought one of our speakers with us. You know, we stream music from our phone to the speaker. So we've got a couple of them in different places in the house and they're all linked by the Wi-Fi. So if we're listening to a certain thing in the kitchen, we can doink it onto the sitting room as well. If I, you know, if I'm going up and downstairs, I can have the, uh, I can have the same music on in each room and all that stuff. So anyway, 
we took one of the speakers and we came back. So we had to kind of reset up the speaker in the kitchen uh, when we came back from holidays and that was fine. Since then, the speaker in the bedroom keeps coming on. On its own. Spooky speaker. So like, like just for absolutely no reason, I'm playing Classic FM, which R- Richard listens to Classic FM usually when he's having his breakfast in the kitchen, not in the bedroom. But the be- So I keep walking into the bedroom and Classic FM is playing. So I go over to the speaker and I press the button and uh, it says power off. And I say, OK, and I walk away and I'm halfway down the stairs and next to all I can hear power on. <laughs> what? So I go back upstairs, you know, Wi-Fi connected and then the music starts and I go, OK, turn it off again. Power off. And I waited and I waited and I waited and I waited. I was like, OK, it's definitely off. Turned around, walked covered down the stairs. Power on. <laughs> I was like, Arr! so today again, came in, it was downstairs, made some lunch, came upstairs after lunch and the thing was, on. I don't know what is going on. With this, but I have a speaker that is turning itself on and it thinks that I want to play Classic FM upstairs and I don't. I've got a spooky speaker. Spooky. Um, but yeah, that's technology for you. Drive you mad. Anyway, that's it. That's all for me this week. Thank you so much for joining me. It is great to be back with you. You can contact me, smile at annemariemiles.co.uk. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for those of you who've bought me a coffee. Thank you so much for those who've got in touch and sent me messages. I've really appreciated it. And I will see you and you will hear me next week. Bye bye.